What's the Car Talk Podcast? Hello and welcome back to the Car Talk Podcast, the podcast where we talk about the latest car news and the latest transportational opinion. No guests again this week. We're still waiting on certain people to reply. However, as usual, I'm hosting this week. That's not usual, but as usual, I'm joined by Bailey Prickett, my usual co-host. How are you doing But this yes. week, Bailey? Very well, thanks, Matty. Yeah. And yourself? Yeah, very long-winded intro for yourself there. Um, it is. Sorry about that, but uh, not not, right. <laughs> not too bad. Um, in the week where um, we're not mentioning what's been happening, um, we're going to do something else other than the Queen. Oh, shit, I mentioned it again. <laughs> no, not even five minutes Yeah, it's, it is very sad yeah. that the uh, Queen has died. Oh, I wasn't meant to mention that, was I? Oh, no. no Cock. Shit, shit, I'm really... I'm really not sad. Um, what I am sad about, though, is um, some of the transport laws and things that have come in the past time that I've been alive. So the past 20 years mm. and behind that. And in the light of our new PM um, with the good news of wanting to scrap smart motorways and increase the speed limit, we thought we'd not only talk about that this week, but we'd also talk about, uh, of course, the latest car news, um, but also some failed transport laws and legislation from time gone by. Of course, yes. though, we will uh, we will start off with the car news. Uh, would you like to go ahead with your Zonda, Bailey? <laughs> with my Zonda? Well, it's not a new Zonda. It's a new Pagani, which we... I think, did we have two last week or last month? We, we, we had, had like a couple. Two something. We had something that was a lot of, and I think another Pagani has sort of uh, entered the uh, the game, um, and it's called the Utopia, which is actually quite a cool name. Now, yes. this has, Matty, uh, a twin-turbo V12, presumably for Mercedes, because they, they always use a Mercedes engine. Uh, it's got 864 horsepower and over 1,000 torque. Now, you know we mentioned last month the... Uh, Kernenzeg that had uh, automatic gearbox and a manual. Uh-huh. Well, I think Begani have gone years. I like that idea. We're going to nick it. So they've got a seven-speed auto with a manual gearbox in this new uh, Begani <laughs> Utopia, which is cool. So it must be going into like a new age of gearboxes now. <laughs> well, <laughs> so we are. We, we spoke a few months ago about a clutchless manual gearbox. So... Yes. Um, exciting times are ahead. So this has just been, according to Google, these images are one day ago. Um, so this yeah. is very much hot off the presses. Um, I can't help but thinking that it does look a little bit like if the Chinese made a Zonda. I know what you mean. It's it's a very... Uh, fake. It's obviously very... It's, it's sort of got a fake look to it. But it's obviously, as, as uh, Pagani always do, they always reference their older stuff. So it looks a bit like mm. the Huayra again. Like everything else that they make, so yeah, I know what you mean. It's just it's, it's a very sort of a Chinese-looking version of a car that they make, <laughs> which is the Bahraira. Yeah, it's good that it's got a V12 in though. I agree. Very and it's twin that, turbo. Yeah. Yeah. So, is there any? Does Zonda have any? Sorry, do Pagani have any plans to make electric cars, or are we safe with them for now? I think we're safe with them for now. I mean. They're, you know, they're the one of the few companies that are just carrying on with their, their massive V12s and they're just doing what they want, which is quite quite nice, actually. Mm. Um, but I'd imagine the uh, stuff's coming up soon that's going to make them sort of jump to electric, which is a shame, well, yeah. but we'll have to see. 
Uh, a little bit of a, a threat on the horizon this week, news-wise. Ra- news um, obviously, on the Car Talk podcast, we bring the news to you that already exists um, via yeah. Autocar, Auto Express, Top Gear magazine, Car magazine. So, really, if you want the news sooner, then you go to them because <laughs> that's basically where we go. Um, yeah. <laughs> But anyway, I'm not. We are secrets, Matty. Yes, I'm not. I'm not selling the podcast too great here. Um, but there is a threat on the horizon because our friends at Autocar Magazine this week have premiered a new podcast. They've copied oh, us, no. Bailey. They've they've copied us. I reckon we should file a, yeah. a complaint for that because that's uh, that's really unnecessary. Um, actually, quite rude. Definitely. The, the fact that we're using their content to make our own well, podcast if, and then if, they decide to make a podcast. If you're listening to this podcast and you... Go on. It's just very disrespectful. <laughs> well, it is certainly as we thought of this idea, we thought about mixing news and transportational opinion and they have clearly just copied off us. Um, the first one is... Uh, it's going to be by different people every week, it looks like. But this week it's... Really? Um, well, if you, look, if you're listening to this podcast and you've never, you thought, I've never heard of Matty from Matty's Cars or Bailey from whatever his channel's called on this specific day, <laughs> um, then you definitely haven't heard of Steve Cropley and Matt Pryor because they are doing this, my week in cars uh, this week and they're also doing a, uh, a podcast for BMW's M 60th anniversary. Um not very exciting not to interested. me. Not interested at all. <laughs> Should we move on? Have you got anything else, Bailey? I do. Do you like Skodas, Matty? How much um, do you like Skodas? Oh, I could take them or leave them, but I see the appeal. Well, whether you like them or not, I think you'll very much dislike this new one. What uh, is like it? Like I certainly did. It's called the Skoda Vision 7S. And uh, straight away, I don't really... I haven't much information, mainly because I can't be bothered to look at the screen anymore from how bad it looks. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen... Uh, have, a look, have a look. It's another SUV that we didn't ask for, Matty, um, obviously. Uh, and it's an, it's like a, it's a really horrible design. It I don't know what really, they're going for this. It looks like... It looks like like a like someone went too far with like the yeti idea and it just yeah. looks too rugged i mean why has it got like are you on like when you put like that plastic casing on your um your razor and i know people are going to say matty <laughs> obviously don't shave but i know what a razor is you know it you put that plastic <laughs> thing on why does the grill look like that it actually does that's it hilarious. looks like a razor <laughs> Like a camo oh, so razor. Oh, it, and, then, no. and then why is there a red bit at the front of that? Oh, what's going on with that? What is? It's, what's the red bit got to do with the other bits? That it's. You know, why is that filled in, and not the other bits? Oh no, I'm but, just looking at a picture as well here with um with a guy uh, stood next to it. It's from um. Mm. I'm going to send you the picture so you can um, you can insert it into the uh, edit. But he stood next to this um, this Skoda, and he looks like one of those you know those angry people in them local newspapers. There's a page on Facebook, but it's like like man disappointed with customer service from Skoda. Do you know what I mean? Like it looks yeah, awful. Yeah. I was literally looking at that picture. <laughs> he looks like he's so angry with the service that he's received from Skoda, and you know it, it's awful. That isn't. That it isn't. really is, and I think 
hateful car oh. that and i don't use it that really is <laughs> i actually think that's the worst looking car i've ever seen i know they say that about a lot of electric cars but this is top tip oh this re- that really is it's horrible just... <laughs> um, <laughs> do you know what's even worse is the interior oh, have you seen me, the interior no, I'm sorry let me have a look at the interior Vision S they, they've gone for like a, a really like disgusting it's not even a circular steering wheel it's like an oval and they've got a bigger laptop in the middle of it and then the, the, the floor's made out of like some sort of marble that you put on your work surface in the kitchen and then the seats are from like Halo it's just what are they doing with I this I don't really don't know what what that is it's it's not even creative that is it it's fucking no. awful it's just it's just dreadful i don't think we've actually seen a more hateful car on I've, the ne- I've never ever been so speechless on the car tour podcast ever no. as to thankfully thankfully it's a car it's a concept at the moment it, so let's it, hope it doesn't come out it really best not come out we've had enough of a year as it is i mean covid brexit the Queen. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Oh, God. Anyway, um, I've got something actually a bit more, very, very much more pleasing to the eye, Matty. I'm okay. sure you'll be very happy about that. It is a brand new Ferrari. Um, now, as you know, we've we've seen uh, SUVs from uh, Porsche, Lamborghini, uh, all those sort of supercar brands. Uh-huh. Now, the Ferraris, It's now it's Ferrari's time to basically jump on that bandwagon as well. Now, they've released this new SUV, um, and it's called the Ferrari uh, Puro Song. I think that's how you say it. Puro um, Song, or something yes, like that. it's very Italian-sounding. Uh, but if you look at the photos, Matty, it actually looks very, very nice. It's uh, It's got some Ferrari FF vibes. Uh-huh. Um, I noticed it, that. It doesn't actually look that tall, does it? For an for it's from it for an event to an SUV, it doesn't actually look that tall. Which mm, I'm quite it's pleased about. Like a coupe SUV, Porsche Macan sort yeah. of vibes, isn't it? Yeah. Now my favourite part about this is uh, it's got a naturally aspirated 6.5 liter V12. Mm-hmm. I think that's the first time they've put a V12 on an SUV. Yeah. Um, and in 2022, which is the like, least thoughtful thing I would think of, they would do. Mm. Um, this does not 60 in 3.3 seconds, which is just crazy considering it's meant to be a you know for the school run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's just it's just I love the design of it. I like the interior. It's very nice Ferrari interior. Well, um, I, I like it. I think it's a lovely looking car. But I was disappointed when Ferrari released the FF all those years ago. I was a bit like FFS because. That didn't look like yeah. a particularly nice car, and they were trying no. to they were trying to appeal to a certain market that wasn't good enough to be for Ferrari to. Sorry, that Ferrari were trying to enter a market that they were too good for. Do you know what I mean? Like the yeah, sort yeah. of and this Ferrari insists that this is not an SUV. They say it's a family car, and that a Range Rover will tower over it like an oak tree. So oh, okay. they are not caught, they're not building it as an SUV. They insist it is a family car. Um, so it's more sort of a crossover thing then. Yeah, well, yeah, I suppose it is. It's a I don't know. What, I wonder what they are calling it. They're just saying family car. I think it's. Oh yeah, they, so some of the they're saying it's not a crossover either. It's a sports car. So it, so what is it then? Is is it? It's a sports it a car. It's just. It's a right, sports car. But then car. every Ferrari. So that's basically a set the another Ferrari then. 
So it's not an, it's not a Ferrari SUV, it's just a Ferrari. Mm. So that's not very new, is it? <laughs> no, but it does look um it does look quite small to be fair. It, it, um, it's it's only it's one meters it's sorry it's 1.589 millimeters tall that doesn't sound right does it 1008 this is right 1589 <laughs> millimeters tall um so that is the same size it says as a hyundai ionic 5 which is i think you'll find ferrari and a hyundai ionic 5 is an suv so yeah yeah, sorry about that, um, Ferrari, but uh, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there we go, Ferrari, now bugger off. Yes, moving um, on. <laughs> moving on. Moving on what to... What have you got for? Um, keeping with the pattern, we've had one horrible car, one good car. Back to the horrible cars. Uh, the new Renault 4 yep. electric hatchback is to debut at the Paris Motor Show this year. Put that in your search engine, Bailey, and... If you were lost for words with the Skoda, you really will be lost for words with this. So this is... So it's, a, it's a new Renault 4 then, is it? Uh, no. Reimagined. Sorry, yes, it is a Renault 4, not a Renault 5. It's... I don't know what they've... They've reimagined it as a completely different car from the original Renault 4, because it looks... There's, apart from the little grille at the back, which incidentally looks horrible it it, it resembles <laughs> nothing of a Renault 4 at all so we've got it a does not know at all completely squared off front end which won't make the cut because if you hit a pedestrian they'll just like pierce themselves they'll cut themselves in half can you imagine someone going over that bonnet it looks very unsafe uh, and moving towards the back yeah it just looks like a any other fucking small SUV so <laughs> It's, so you really don't like that? I really, I really hate it. Um, I think that it's it's like a parody of something that isn't even like it's trying to be a pastiche of something that it looks like it's trying to look like something that it never was. So it yeah. doesn't look like a Renault Four at all. So it's a completely unique design, but it looks absolutely awful. Um, and it's not only like a small SUV, which isn't great news, but it it's a small SUV that resembles a no car from the past. And I agree. In, I, don't, I don't know why they keep doing this. Sort yeah, of thing as, as, a, as a result, it just looks horrible. It looks like they've just made a yeah. horrible car because it doesn't look like anything. <laughs> this is this is brilliant. Matty, the, the, I'm so <laughs> angry. It's the, it's the Queen that's made us really angry. Uh, oh, you mentioned it again. I mean, would could would you do you think that car is fit for a Queen? Um, no. Exactly, exactly. Why are Renault even bothering if it's not going to be fit for a Queen? You know, it's. it's is it faster than the original? Um, uh, is it any faster? I'm it, assuming it will be. If it's, it will it's be. It will be because it's um it's electric, yeah. Um, but unfortunately, I, I can't get any more information because Auto Express want me to sign up. Which is not happening, unfortunately. Not today. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, but Matty, I've unfortunately got one more terrible car. Well, it's not terrible, but it's it's an interesting car. But uh-huh. the design again is terrible. What have you got um, to end off the uh, car news section? Uh, it's the so you know you know Ariel they make the Ariel Atom. Oh yes. Uh, How could I forget? And they make the Ariel Atom, and the Ariel Atom. Yes. Um, well, they've made a new car. It's sort, well, it's sort of a car. I think it's a car. Um, and it's called the Aerial Hypercar. 
and the hyper is spelt H-I-P-E-R, not Y. I like that. That is that. that is how I would have spelled hypercar when I was nine. Yes. This is so cool. But do you like the design, Matty? Uh, uh, yeah. Because it, well, it kind of looks like the Batmobile, but just a bit smaller. I think it looks strangely cool. It is something I would have designed yeah. when I was a kid, and I'm kind of glad that it's come to fruition. So, yeah, I'd yes. say it was cool. And it's road legal. Uh, but the most interesting part about this matter yeah, is it's the first production car to include a jet engine. Really? So you can see at the back, it's got a massive exhaust thing, which is I, I'd imagine is a jet engine. I certainly can. Is. Uh, but amongst that, they've also got, on top of that, four electric motors. So overall, it produces 1,200 horsepower. That is fantastic. And that looks very light. Yeah. So that's going to be absolutely rapid. That, <laughs> that is going to fuck someone up, isn't it? That is going to kill <laughs> someone. Do you want to know what the 060 is? Uh, do I? Go on. Two seconds. Wow. Yeah. So that is... There, done. That's 60. That is literally... Imagine getting into a normal car where you start driving off and put your seatbelts on. Like That would just be... Drive off, try and put your seatbelt on. You're at 60, you're through the windscreen, bang. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I don't know about the design. I think it's a very cool idea, but I don't know why they've made it look really weird. <laughs> no, I'm I so, suppose if, it's got something to do with the arrow. If I if, if I won the lottery, that'd like be one of the first like mad purchases that I'd buy. That would is, you? I would buy something like that. That is so cool. Yeah. Well, thankfully, it's going to cost under a million pounds. That's what they said on the thing. They said it's going to cost under a million pounds, but we won't tell you mm. how much it costs. It's probably 999,999 mm. and 99p. I'm just trying to so, work out how, how long would it take me to buy one of them if I won £10,000 a month for the next 30 years. I'm not sure. Not too long. Mm. Anyway, um, uh, we're going to round off the news here with a, a yes. little bit of bad news, unfortunately. Um, oh, no. Yes, you see, on the 8th of September, um, it was supposed to be World EV Day, um, where we can find out more information and just talk, really, about the electric vehicle, um, <laughs> its current state, its future, um, and just really have a good chat about EVs. But unfortunately, World EV Day has had to be postponed until the 29th of September, do you know why that is? No. Because World EV Day fell on the same day that the Queen died. You mentioned the Queen again. I know, but it's part of the story. I, I had to. Oh, the poor e, the EV owners were so... They were waiting all year to talk about charging points and super fast chargers and Teslas and... And, and acceleration. And, and acceleration and... <laughs> And, um, and 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 what's the regenerative braking and, and G mode and um, that bloody Queen Elizabeth has died and they've got to wait now till the 29th of September. I mean, the heart weeps for them, honestly. Oh, no. Anyway, Matty. Um, yes. <laughs> I don't care we're, we're, about World EV Day. We, we don't care because we've got a new pre pre Prime Minister and yes. would you like to tell us, Bailey, because it was your idea, about um, sure. what she wants to do? 
Well, as you know, if you do live in the UK, there is a new PM called Liz Truss. Now, I no, you know, you just I'm... mentioned the Queen's name there. What are you? Are you? Are you messing? We said we wouldn't mention the Queen, and you've mentioned Liz. No, not not that Liz. The oh, other Liz. sorry. Yeah, go on. <laughs> um, that's yeah. So Liz Truss, not Elizabeth. Ah, um, right. Done okay. It again. Oh yeah, uh, but Liz. Yeah. Is our new PM, and I'm I'm not normally interested in anything to do with the government or politics or anything that boring. I am because um, I'm a normal person. I'm but, not. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was suddenly intrigued when uh, the new Prime Minister Liz uh, talked about changing some road laws, um, and I was like, "Yes, hopefully they'll be for the better." Now, one, I think I watched a video on uh, it was either Instagram or TikTok. Obviously, one of those two platforms. Um, and it was basically her having an interview with someone and saying that smart. she thinks that smart motorways just do not work. And I would agree. What about you, Matty? Well, yeah, we spoke on the podcast before about how I cannot get my head around, well, neither of us can, the benefits no. of smart motorways and the justification with the money and that. Um, yeah. It's also a good point here now to talk about... Um, if this is an achievable thing, uh, Liz Truss has come in. She said that um, tax cuts and and things like that, and energy bills and things like that. They're all. She's telling everybody what they want to hear in regards to that. I don't believe yeah. it for a second because number one, she's a conservative, and number two, uh, <laughs> we are heading for a recession, and there's just too much here for her to save. But one thing she can save is the motorist. Um, I think Hopefully, it's, yes. it's very, very, well, it's very easy to just say, yeah, we're going to raise the speed limit to, what would you say, about 120? Would that do it? I I thought that she was going to make it an autobahn system, so it would be con- no speed limit at all. That's what I heard. That'll um, do, Liz. On, on, yeah. on the news. That'll do. That'll do very nicely. That, if you're watching this, Liz, then please thank make you. that happen. Yeah, that would be great. So, yeah, we could do that completely overnight um mm. i mean the only but down- the problem i have matty go on is sorry to interrupt there but um the problem i have is this this is all great but the time that it's actually like would happen you thought i think about it she she sets it up signs everything yeah done they get on to, they basically work it out of how they're actually going to do it so that would require taking all the speed cameras away all those stupid pillars in the middle of the m25 etc etc and by the time that's done there'll be a new PM who probably will again change it. So it's actually, you know, mm. the question is for her, will this actually be done in a quick, you know, quick amount of time? Well, she says that she plans to run again in 2024. So if she is re-elected, that was probably when the ball will start rolling because then she's got yeah. another five years to do it. Um, but yeah, it, it, it seems it seems pretty achievable, really. Um, mm. And I mean, it, it isn't good for me as a left winger to say that. But if she does it or can get the ball rolling before the general election in 2024, then she's probably going to get a lot more votes. And that pains me to yeah. say as as a Labour man. Um, but yeah, <laughs> and then coming on to the smart motorways, there's going to be a lot of undoing of work to do and the workmen won't be happy that all the handiwork is going to have to be put back to a hard shoulder but you know yeah. i think now is probably like the, the the longer we let this go on with the smart motorways the the further they're going to be built and i know they've said they're, they're pausing pausing them for a review at the moment but they're mm. still getting built on the m6 
uh, northbound. So they're not entirely paused, but the longer they carry on making progress, then the more the less um, justification they have to end proceedings. But they really do need to make a decision and say, no, let's not do that because it's a cheap way of getting... Well, it's not a cheap way, but it's... It, do you know what I mean? We've talked... We've it's, yeah. it's like going over old ground, but smart motorways is such a bad idea in so many different ways that if someone could come in with these policies and say, yeah, let's get rid of them, then that would be, well, great. Definitely, mate. And do you, do you reckon as well, the reason that Liz is saying this, do you think, do you think she's an enthusiast of driving fast? Because that made me think... I wonder if she's been caught speeding once and she hated it. And maybe and maybe she's like, I'm going to go and change that and make it no speed limit. Because <laughs> that would be quite funny if that's actually her backstory. I'm not sure what um, her game is, to be honest, because from the research that I've done, um, she doesn't have a car. And uh, in her younger days, she was a bit of a eco-warrior, as to say. You know, she was a, a very early global warming campaigner, mm. if uh, my memory serves me correctly. So... Um, she has always been a bit of a, a radicalist. Um, uh, I didn't know that. So, yeah, it, I don't really... It seems a bit, like, sort of contradictory the way she's... But it's good for us, so, you know, we're not going yeah. to investigate that any further. Liz, if you are watching, this is the Prime Minister, Liz, not the one who's... Oh, shit. Um, oh, you just mentioned it again. Yeah, she's watching from a coffin on a little iPad like that going, I never got to live to see the Autobahn. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> oh, she's been the German one a few times, I can tell you that. Moving on, though, to yeah. um, the other way around, where over the years there's been failed, should we say, transport strategies, Bailey. Um Yeah. And we're also going to, well, I, I've got a few points actually on just certain laws within driving that have came in that have uh, rightly or wrongly made things better or worse for the motorist. Um, would you like to go first or would you like me to go first, Bailey? Sure. I mean, I suppose the, the main one that sticks out to me is speed cameras, which has made everything worse. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I've got that. I'm got sure that, you've got, written down, got well. that written down. So the first speed camera was in 1991. And that was when the world ended, really, for good, wasn't Pretty it? Pretty much. Um, it's just, the thing is with speed cameras, yeah, I get, you know, I totally understand having a speed camera in, you know, a, a very suburban area where there's, like, schools and children and old people's homes and things. Mm. I get that completely. But when it's on an A-road that's in the middle of nowhere, i.e. Scotland, which I've seen a few up there, nobody actually wants it there. It's only there to make money. That's purely the reason. 100%. A lot of them are there to make money. And of course, I don't know if this existed in the early days of speed cameras, but of course you've got the, the mobile vans and things that go around now. And yeah. uh, it's, it's, it is 100% a moneymaker. Um, it is. You've even got speed on green cameras now, where if you're edging over the speed limit to get through a green light, then bang, speed and on green. That's a... It's like a 50, 30 quid fine or, or something like that. The only good it's thing is that though. they they used to be painted grey and hidden in bushes. Now the law says that they have to be painted yellow and be in plain yeah. sight. Um, that's good. That's the only... Well, it's not that they're well, still yeah, alive. It's, it's, the only, it's the only silver lining, really, isn't it? Um, yes. But, yeah, I remember like a couple of weeks ago, in I was driving from... Uh, 
bustling North Wales to Langollen on the um, was it Langollen or anyway it was somewhere like that um, long winding roads all the way do whatever speed you want whatever speed you feel comfortable all of a sudden I'm literally in the hills here with the sheep and all that like yeah. straight roads though as well down the hill and it'd be like I can smash it down this hill all of a sudden like just in the middle of the countryside a speed camera sign it's like that's got to be it must be a prime spot for people going fast otherwise like we don't it's just in the middle of nowhere and they put a speed camera in well interesting thing like that's another point about the speed cameras Matty is they some they always put the signs and not necessarily actually put a camera there so it's purely just to scare you about it and it's they literally yes. did that all the way around Scotland it was like oh speed camera zone yeah yeah and I was like I said to Harry on the radio, I was like, I haven't seen one speed camera apart from those stupid vans. Yeah, I was in, um, I was in, uh, well, I was in Liverpool. I live in Liverpool, and I know all <laughs> the, where the fake speed cameras are, or where there isn't any at all, and I know where the the proper ones are. Um, if you're in the Liverpool area as well, you're planning a visit, or you just live there, make sure to temporarily join the page Speed Traps Liverpool, and you find out all <laughs> where all like the little piggy van piggy bank vans are to uh, that's genius steal your money yeah <laughs> and another just carry on with the speed cameras quickly Matt as well sure I've uh, I, re- I recently visit Heathrow um, as you know that's an airport is it uh, and it is yes it's a very, it's the main airport of the UK uh, I think uh, and around the area especially like the roads going into the terminals and things they're all like 30 or 20 miles an hour now the cameras they use speed cameras pretty much like every hundred meters, mm. like in that area for some reason. I don't know why, but um, they're, they're weird ones because they basically point at you like from frontwards, mm. so you can see them, and they really like small as well. They're almost like a, like a letterbox size, mm. and they've got like a little flash thing. I haven't seen anyone be caught with them, but I'd imagine if you got like captured with those, that would just blind you. Yeah. <laughs> so that's another that's another thing that's actually. Well, just we, might... we we will move on from speed cameras in a minute, but we'll just stick with speed cameras for just a second. <laughs> on the M6, they have average speed checks, and I'm always yeah. too scared to chance it, so I stick stick at the 50 miles an hour where it's 50. Mm. There's a stretch of the M6, 50 miles an hour average speed check, and you see a lot of people um, speeding up to whatever speed they want and then slowing down in time for the camera. But my friend yeah. actually told me the other day that you still get flashed if you're going through a 50 miles an hour because it's based on how long it's took you from to get from one camera to the next camera. And if it's took you under a certain time, then they know you've been speeding anyway and they'll flash you and ticket you. Oh. I didn't know that. So No, I didn't know that. Little uh, I thought it was just the one one at the start and the one at the end and they just measure the speed of both. No, no, so that's the, what I thought it was. The one at the the one at the start not only measures how fast it's taking how much time it's taken you to get there from the last one, but it also starts the clock again. So it says, okay, say like they set set the minimum time to get there is like three minutes, two minutes. If you get there in under two minutes or under whatever time they've said, if you get to the next one too fast, then the next one flashes you, starts the clock again. Right. So can you can you basically go as fast as you want and then slow right down? No, that that's what work? that's what I'm saying. So if you get there too fast, then you get a ticket. Like you've got to get there within a certain window of time, otherwise they know you've been going too fast. I'd love to meet the man that thought that was a good idea it's with awful, a gun. isn't it? Yeah. 
completely. <laughs> uh, let's let's move on from speed cameras to um, another. It's well a co- controversial thing that I've got here, and it's 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 mobile phone use at the wheel. So recently, mm. um, they said that even holding your phone or having it on your lap is an offence. And yeah, I get that. I get that scrolling yeah. through and things like that. Um, however, I'm talking. I want to talk about way back in 2003 when mobile phones didn't really do much other than make phone calls or you know yeah. the odd text. But in hindsight, do you reckon like it really like it's mad the way that that like just talking on the phone became a law in the first place? I can understand why it would be now because you can do so much on a mobile phone, but Back then, mm. like I having a conversation on the phone with it to your ear, especially in an automatic car, it doesn't require much concentration at all, does it? No, but it's like you know, it's it's pretty much the same as talking to someone next to you in the passenger seat, only you're holding something. Exactly, because you can eat while you're driving, you can smoke while you're driving. I mean, don't get me wrong; it took me a long time to master being able to smoke while driving. However, <laughs> um. You know, it does make you think like when mobile phones literally could only make phone calls. Why was it such an issue for that it had yeah. to be passed as a law back then? Like there must have I mean, been some the, sort of research or something. I do I do get as you said, like now I do get the whole mobile phone thing, you know, not that's a touch it, like mm. unless it's on like a, a stand, stand thing where you yeah. just put whatever it is. Yeah. But what I don't really what I hate completely, which is just such so unfair especially with like us, you know, we drive old cars. Yeah. Is all the new cars have got these massive iPad screens in. So why is that allowed and our phones aren't, you know? It's it's like you can do so much mm. more than that. You can even play games on the Teslas and draw and stuff. Mm. And that's allowed apparently. So yeah. That really annoys me to like beyond belief. Yeah. Well, maybe not Teslas, but like other cars with touch screens that and we're talking like they're only a few years old like in the used car game. Like the touch screens yeah. are so unintuitive and laggy and 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 clunky mm. like when you even just trying to change a radio station is a task in itself and like i've had to pull yeah. over before now you know to change a radio station but obviously your phone it's fast it's quick you know you know what to do on it and how quick mm. i'm not trying to justify using a phone while driving as well by the way like don't yeah, yeah. don't use your phone but do you know what i mean <laughs> like these i'm so, like these mad touch screens like it's so um like I was driving an Infinity the other day, and I wanted to get onto the list of DAB radio stations. And yeah, you have to go onto a, a, a sub menu called Control, and then you have to go onto Stations, and then you have to check. You have to choose whether you want BBC, the region that you're in. So that would have been like Liverpool, Merseyside, or uh, D1 National, or SD1 <laughs> National, or. Um, the other one do you know what i mean it's madness yeah it's crazy and it's another thing as well with the whole like touchscreen thing is the uh the dodge i was in in america mm-hmm. um that had a system where basically if, you, if it detected that you were driving it wouldn't let you do anything uh, as yeah. a driver yeah, yeah and basically it would say like oh have you got a passenger near you passenger unlocks it he can, the passenger can do it which is fine i think that's quite a good idea yeah um but a lot of these new, you know, a lot of these new cars with touchscreen things don't actually have that system implemented, which maybe could be a good idea. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it's a bit of a tricky one, isn't it? Because it's like, sort of favours other people and not favours the other people. Yeah, bit, yeah. Yeah, the final point from me, uh, back to back to politics, really. And it's, 
it's really hard. I've had to do this from memory um, because it, this, it's not really widely documented on the internet, but sort of failed transport strategies. If any of any spring mm. to mind, Bailey, while you're listening to this one, um, <laughs> but one... Uh, the- cycle lane the cycle lane the bus lane so what i'm coming on to is is something i always remember which was uh, billed as boris's bus revolution when he was mayor Mm. of london so he loved buses as we knew with brexit (laughs) he loved buses loved the buses um always uh, i i like to uh, get on the bus um, yes. Even the, the cycling is ah, uh, get on I, the bus instead. I, I, yes, and I I I know I I drive a, a Toyota uh, Previa, but would you would you like a cup of tea? I would like you <laughs> to take the tea. Um, yes, uh, Boris's bus revolution. Do you ever remember? We were very young, but remember Boris. Um, brought bendy buses to central London in 2001 and uh, they weren't popular well and I think I know why because apparently loads of children got trapped in the uh, bit that bends and just crushed them pretty much yes well do you know what happened to them bendy buses uh no those bendy buses they were sold to uh well to whoever was running the buses at the time in Liverpool and the bendy oh. buses came to Liverpool. They got painted turquoise and they got used as not airport buses in the airport, but a bus service from Liverpool city centre to Liverpool airport. And um, yeah. they weren't popular here either. So I think after that, they just got shipped off to India or something. Well, having said that, though, I did see a bendy bus when I was at the airport the other day. And it was like the one I've seen. I haven't seen one for like years mm. <laughs> I literally saw one go past I was like oh no way yeah they were a bit of a novelty really when, when we were kids like I used to think they were quite cool like I had bendy bus toys as well but um, <laughs> probably a little bit too big for London not one of Boris's finest moments if he even had any no. do you know what I mean not not really <laughs> but yeah um, so there we go that was our podcast having a good old chinwag there about some motoring laws uh, the car news and the Queen amongst other things yes. um from liz the queen to liz truss let's hope that she gets those laws passed through as quickly mm. as possible uh, but for now that marks the end of another podcast uh, thanks for listening streaming watching whatever you've been doing um we'll be back next month um, but for now we'll uh, say goodbye and plug our social medias you always let me go first bailey when you're hosting so i think this time i'm gonna get, let you go first Ah, thank you, Matty. Um, and that's that's if I had to remember uh, the uh, <laughs> social medias, but I don't, so I'm going to get it up very quickly. Uh, so if you want to follow us, well, if you want to subscribe to us on the channel, uh, it's Car Culture, which Matty couldn't remember earlier on in the podcast. Uh, that's that's fine. it. It's an easier name. Yeah. <laughs> um, so subscribe to us, which is where this video is going up on, um, of course. And if you want to follow us on Instagram to get some like behind the scenes. Uh, sort of previews or you know the latest well pretty much like latest news on when our new videos release then uh, follow us on Instagram at carculture underscore YT and if you want to follow us on TikTok because I know that's the popular uh, thing at the moment still uh, it's carculture club YT uh, basically post sort of like well little memes of our little videos and things like that so yeah follow us on all those 
Very good. And if you'd like to see more from me, I'm Matty from Matty's Cars on YouTube. If you want to see car reviews, other car content on there, follow me on Instagram, uh, Matty's Cars YT, again, for some behind the scenes. And um, if you would like to see a picture of me and my cousins 10 years ago and me and my cousins <laughs> now, then you can follow my Instagram page, personal Instagram, Matsgram99. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> so there we go then. That is uh, that is the end. And uh, we'll see you next month. Bye. Yes, see ya.